0: Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and it's finally here! I've been reviewing versions of Alice in Wonderland since 2017, long before I even started podcasting, and somehow I have never actually gotten around to talking about Disney's Alice in Wonderland, until today. Last week I released a podcast talking about the history of the Disney film, so if you missed that one make sure to check it out, either before or after this episode. Either way is probably fine, this episode is focused more on the film itself, while the last episode was the history leading up to the creation of the film, and then the release and some surrounding things including disney park stuff conspiracy theories and the wrath of Walt disney towards his enemies that kind of thing it's a must listen episode if you're into disney analysis history But today we're talking about the film itself, and joining me for this discussion is my cousin Sarah and my friend Jenna, better known to the Alice fan community as Phantomwise. Sarah has been reviewing Alice versions with me since the beginning, and Jenna has been a vast source of inspiration and information since the beginning, long before I'd actually met her, and I only knew her as a blogger named Phantomwise. So when I knew we were finally going to be getting to the Disney Alice in Wonderland, I knew that I had to have them both join me for this one.
1: good animation. I uh, it's been a while since I watched it, and I, so when I watched it again, I was like, "Huh, I, I forgot how good this is."
0: <laughs> it's, it's funny because I'm always surprised. Like every time I come back to this, I've always watched like a whole bunch of other Alice's in between the last time I saw this one, and I'm always mm. surprised at how great this one is because <laughs> I've watched a lot of bad Alice's at this point. Which
2: we just got done. <laughs> we just got done spending over three hours watching.
1: It's one that uh, eighty
0: five, the American one.
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, that's not—it's <laughs> not a bad one per se, but it's long. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: Sarah's we finally a did
1: it. <laughs> After we got
2: done watching and reviewing that, he came over to our house, and I said, "You know, go ahead and flip on the." Disney Alice while I'm fixing supper cuz that way I don't have to pay full attention. You know, I've oh. seen it before. It's been actually been a long time since I watched the whole thing. And it was such a breath of fresh air. <laughs> it wasn't 3 hours long. It's colorful. It's fun. It's so colorful and and it's one of those eras in history that I find enjoyable. So it's very much a nod to that mm. time and uh, oh my goodness after all of the bad Alice's that we have watched <laughs> to have one that doesn't drag out that that's fun yeah oh my goodness it was so nice
1: and personally this movie um, I would say it does mean a lot to me it's what got me into Alice in Wonderland this is where it started uh, I didn't like it as a kid I thought it was a weird movie I guess. <laughs> um, but I, I watched it again as a preteen and I was like I like this movie. I'm going to read the book, and things happened. <laughs> yeah, I'd say
0: <laughs> a
2: lot
1: yeah. of things happened. <laughs> a lot of things happened. Here I am. So, um, though it's funny because as I walked into other Alice's, I kind of wandered away from this one a bit. I, I haven't yeah. watched it in a long time because at some point you just you've seen it so much. You go, yeah, I've seen that. I don't need to see it again.
2: And the thing is, they it's a good one. They took they yes, they switched stuff around. Yes, they took liberties. But as I'm watching it. There's only so much I care. Usually, I nitpick over. Okay, this would have normally been in the other book, and they did this wrong. And I, they didn't need a song there. But with this one, it's like, go ahead, guys, just soothe my soul, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like some uh, some relief lotion after you get a sunburn, that kind of stuff, yes, right? Yes. Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> I, you know, also when I was getting when I was doing my blog, I would get a lot of messages like, oh the with disney alice and it's like what are you guys stabbing your nose at it's it's pretty good and it's like (laughs) yeah it's not quote-unquote faithful but um and we got Burton, so i don't think you can complain about it being (laughs) unfaithful anymore (laughs) so much to offer and i like the changes they make you know i don't agree with like every single one of them Mm -hmm. um like i probably wouldn't have added in alice wanting to go home I probably wouldn't have done the Tweedles, but I, I have a thing against the Tweedles, so that's just me.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have emphasized the Queen's rear end. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't have given her heart underpants. I think that was of the times, too. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, that under- was very of the times. Underwear is so funny, haha. And it's like, no, no. That's what I've, that's my main beef. <laughs>
0: I think my, my main beef probably is the is her whole I want to go home thing. Because that's not from the book. She's just kind of in for the adventure in the book. And I like that about her. So it is slightly annoying that once she gets to Wonderland, she's like, I don't like this anymore.
2: But doesn't she yeah, have to get kind of lost in the wood before she starts feeling... Well, I think she does get frustrated before she, that. She gets
0: like progressively more annoyed with people. Which I guess is understandable because <laughs> the,
1: <laughs> the people bit, in, in the story
0: that's are... That's kind of why
1: I like the 1972 version of foot on a Fullerton because I feel like that Alice has... She has fun with what's going on, but also she gets annoyed. Like She'll, she'll be like, okay, you've reached my limit. You're annoying now. Um, so I, I feel like that one has a good balance, but in this one, she doesn't really seem to be having any fun. So
3: mm-hmm.
1: it, it kind of just feels like she's being a downer. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. But
1: I and but I do think another big part of that is the animators ended up focusing way more on the characters she's meeting rather than her.
0: That's true, yeah.
1: So, like, I feel like, like, for instance, if you think about the Mad Tea Party, you're thinking more about, like, the Hatter and the Hare and especially, like, the Hatter, you're not really thinking about, like, how she is in that scene.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel like they might have not focused on her enough, I guess, and that might be why the told Wood scene stands out to a lot of people, but um, still though, like I like Catherine Beaumont. Yeah. I like her voice. I love her mannerisms because, you know, they, they did live action reference. With yes. The voice and I,
0: I could tell that with a lot, there's, there's so many moments in this movie where I noticed little movements, little facial expressions, and I knew that they were copying probably her specifically. Mm. They captured her personality very well. That's like my yeah. favorite thing about the animation is how well they captured her personality. That's
1: cool. I would have loved I, I wish they still had all the live action reference. I think they've only released like one clip of it that they've been able to quote unquote find. I'm I'm kinda of doubtful that they've really lost most of it.
0: It's gotta be buried in the archives somewhere.
1: Yeah, it's gotta be somewhere. And I really doubt there's only one clip.
0: If they could find the whole thing, they should put together a whole movie.
1: And make money. I off would of love it. that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, if they did that and they released it in the theater, I'd definitely go see it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> You should do I it for some kind of anniversary or what... put it
0: on Disney Plus. Wait. Disney Plus is the perfect place or something like that.
2: What year did this movie come out? 51, 1951, I believe. 51, so they could do it for like the 75th.
1: I just remember that they just did like this uh, merch line on the Disney Store. Maybe that was for this.
0: It probably 70th? was for the 70th, because yeah. 70th would have been last year, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just did a huge line. It was pretty good. I got some of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, Your own birthday see, present. Yeah, a birthday <laughs> present. I, I have a lot of Alice and birthday presents to myself, and a lot of it is Disney because it's, it's easily accessible and I get a discount. <laughs> but um, <laughs> You
0: have connections. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like oh no you're feeling my obsession um but anyway I, I think Catherine is wonderful i love her expressions i would totally just watch a live action version mm-hmm. of this movie you don't even need to animate the wonderland characters in I'll, I'll just watch her it's fine so i love that they did that and they were able to like animate her with that and you could tell that with the other characters as well like um in particular when jerry colonna he, he, he would do this waggling eyebrows thing and the March Hare does that.
2: Also another fact that the average person is probably not going to know, so thank you for bringing that up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Edwin Wynn, he's the hatter in there, in this. By the way, did you notice if he sounded a little strange in the movie?
2: Doesn't he normally?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's some fun trivia. Uh, and this kind of fits in because I was talking about the live-action reference. And um, how they put in the actors' mannerisms. Edwin's was very much like the Robin Williams of his day. So they got him into the studio, and he just threw out the scripts. And he's <laughs> like, "I'm going to do a bunch of improv." And um, I've wondered what if do. a lot of
0: that was improv. It sounded it like was. he was just kind of making stuff up as he went.
1: Oh, it was, and he just um, went to town. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see that, especially probably his energy with Catherine and um, Jerry Colonna. But anyway, um, so you went to town, and they're like, oh, this is great. We're going to keep all of this in the movie. So, all right, Edwin, uh, go into the recording studio and record the lines. And it was just falling flat because it didn't have the energy of improv in it anymore, right? Now it's just recorded lines.
3: Mm-hmm. He's not
1: working with the props. Or, I think Edwin does really well in costume with props and stuff. So <laughs> when you take that all away, it yeah. just wasn't sounding good. So we went to Walt and they're like, what are we going to do? Like, uh, he was really great in the live action footage. So we wrote it all down, but he can't replicate it. And he's like, well, you have it on tape? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, use that audio then. They're like, but Walt, <laughs> it's not its not professional movie quality audio. Like, it's noisy. There's things going on in the background and other people talk. And he's like, well, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so like they, the, it's like the did. adult
2: that came in to help the kids or something and like well oh, play nice I gotta go do laundry now
1: yeah <laughs> Walt did that a lot actually he would just be like figure it out and and they would so they they actually did figure it out and they did a really good job and you can't even tell
0: yeah I, I, don't, I would have known
1: yeah if you listen to that scene you can notice a slight difference in his audio quality compared to the other two
0: I probably will now, but before this, I would have I would have had no idea.
1: Yeah, so I would have loved I would love to see that live action footage when he was improvising and going nuts. I'm sure it, I'm sure it was a lot of fun.
0: It's got to still exist. They better release at some point. Maybe yeah, they're saving please. it for the seventy fifth anniversary.
1: Please, I mean <laughs> we we get more and more. You know, like there's like Rod Williams did a lot of improv for Aladdin, and they've only released like a tiny bit of it.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: I think they have like over two hours of improv material from him. So I. Oh I, my. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's even more improv material from Edwin that didn't even make it into the film. So um, <laughs> please find it. Um, this is the
0: perfect use for Disney Plus. I've been saying this for other things, but like Disney Plus is the perfect way to release a lot of this behind the scenes stuff that we don't get to see.
1: They need to do more extras. Yeah. They don't have enough extras. Like, it's normally just the movie and a trailer.
0: They're they're making the, like, whole TV series and sometimes movie-length episodes for behind the scenes of, like, The Mandalorian and the Marvel movies. They should go backwards and do some of the old stuff and do the same thing.
1: Yeah, they have stuff that they released on DVDs. They could just put that up.
0: Yeah, that too. They don't
1: want to do that because they want you to buy the DVDs. (laughs) Um. Well,
0: I do have a DVD, but yeah i want more
1: <laughs> that's how they that's how they get us though like they don't they have this stuff they know they have it and they keep it in the vault so they can really really bits of it
0: so mm-hmm. you'll get
1: the next edition do so you see the new bit <laughs> that's how they it's get you
0: diabolical
1: yeah it's it's diabolical so i guess we might as well talk about the Matthew party while we're here what do you guys think of uh the disney Matthew party
0: i love the animation
1: it's very very fun
0: it's it's like the best Mad Tea Party of any version. The way they animate the teapots, the way they do all the weird versions of pouring tea, like cracking an egg, like taking the pot and cracking it like an egg.
1: All the sight gags.
0: Snipping the stream of tea with his ears, pouring the teacup and saucer out of the pot. It's, I love all that stuff.
1: Half a cup if you don't mind.
0: The The Mad Tea Party, sometimes it's not mad enough in different versions. And this is just like the animators went all out.
1: What I find interesting about the Disney Tea Party is when you think about it, when you really think about it, in the book it's not that mad. It's more like the topics of conversation are mad, right? Mm -hmm. Like these are crazy people having a tea party. Yeah. And I feel like the adaptations up until Disney pretty much did that. Like Even the Bunyan Alice Tea Party isn't that mad. But then Disney was like, let's just make this crazy. We're going to have fireworks (laughs) fireworks <laughs> they're gonna have a mallet in there all these teapots are gonna come alive Because it's animation let's let's go full out and i i feel like every version since then has been trying to top them
3: mm, yeah
1: the tea party is always where they try new things and i like it it's a little mark disney has left on alice adaptations but i don't mind i like the tea party mm-hmm.
2: i feel like animation is perfect for alice i would
0: yeah there i was really just gonna say that there's so much in Alice that other versions just can't do that well. It would
2: be so hard to do. Yeah,
0: but okay. Like one of my favorite things about this version is the, when she gets stuck in the house. The way oh, that yeah. they, the way that they like, f- not film, but like set that scene, like having having her grow and her leg like shoots down the stairs and blasts the, the rabbit out the door. I love that. The with other versions. I guess, yeah, it's more accurate that she just kind of gets stuck in the room, but I love the fact that she, like, fills up the entire house and the way they animate her growing and her limbs flying out the windows and doors. I love that.
1: By the way, they did stuff Catherine in a tiny house. There's, there's a picture of that.
0: <laughs> oh, really? So it looks very that's uncomfortable.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's something you just can't really capture in live action very well you'd have to really cgi it these days and so many older versions it's just kind of boring like she just kind of grows and she fills up an obviously green screen set Mm. and also another one very animation focused one reason that this one stands above the others is the scene where she cries the river of tears Mm. because so many versions she just sort of is like crying a little bit. There's a few tears falling on her face. They make a puddle and then when she shrinks suddenly there's an ocean for no reason. Like you didn't see her crying enough but like with animation, like in this version, it's a lot more believable that she's crying this massive tsunami of tears and winding up floating away in her own tears. It just works so much better in animation.
1: I love the idea that uh, when she shrinks she drops into the bottle too yeah
0: that's one of the things that i really like about this scene that i'm sure it's unique to this version because i've never seen that in any other
3: version
1: oh yeah it's unique to this version i've never seen anybody replicate that Mm -hmm. and then we have um oh let's i I, should we go by story beats now (laughs) 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 we can going back to the rabbit hole a little bit this rabbit hole i think is gorgeous i would say Mm -hmm. it's one of the best rabbit holes
0: i love the lighting in the scene
1: Yes, and I like the different things they have in the whole. Like I like how it gets dark because she turns on a light. This
2: is probably one of the truest parts to
1: the book. It probably is, yeah.
0: It's not as long as in the book, but a lot more. A lot more happens in this scene from the book than in a lot of versions.
1: And it's, yeah, it is
2: dreamlike. It's not scary. Mm-hmm. We just got done watching one with a lightning hole, so <laughs>
1: you got done what
2: There was all, all this hole.
1: lightning. <laughs> oh right. Um, in, the, in, 80, in 85
2: right yeah it wasn't about oh here's the marmalade no it's no
0: <laughs> i love that you refer to it as the lightning hole
2: it's like i mean oh, it is but, It is. i mean if you were alice would you be running down the lightning hole after no. the anthropomorphic rabbit but yeah. i also
1: wouldn't be chasing a clown rabbit so I... <laughs> so he looks like a clown
2: I, pro- I mean, um, people who works.
1: haven't watched the '85 movie are going to be so confused,
2: <laughs> and the ones who have will be like, "That's my childhood, back off!"
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate the '85 White Rabbit, but um, ooh, anyway, um, <laughs> he looks like a clown. I hate him, but anyway.
2: Uh, <laughs> So back to Disney. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Back to Disney. So no, I thought that was probably more my fault than yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: sorry. Uh, anyway, this is a great rabbit hole. I also find it very interesting in terms of like adaptations leading up to it. I, don't know, I always find it very interesting that most adaptations do go with her like slowly floating down like this
3: mm-hmm.
1: instead of like actually falling. And it kind of dates back to like 1910. I don't know if. Disney, like, purposely did it. I think they meant to copy the 1933 version in a way.
2: But I feel feel like... A lot of the
1: home elements are probably from 1933.
2: But wouldn't you say, like, in the book, it's not a quick fall either? Like, you have... I mean, maybe it's faster than I realize because stuff's going on in her head, but...
0: I think there's a line about falling through to the center of the Earth.
1: Technically, she is falling, but she feels like it's slowing. I mean, she feels like time is slow you know like but yet
2: they didn't belabor the scene and i'm okay mm-hmm. with that
0: like <laughs> yeah i'm thinking of like the 86 bbc version which was very book accurate if i could recall but it took a long time
1: oh uh, but it what goes on anyway so disney rabbit hole perfect a plus uh doesn't go on too long and it looks cool
0: i also like that she waves bye bye to the cat <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It is laughs> and the cute. cat
0: waves to her <laughs>
1: Oh, the cat's beautiful, by the way. Dinah's a beautiful cat.
0: Yeah, I, I like Dinah.
1: She's very obviously just an audience stand-in, <laughs> so she's not talking to herself. But then at the same time, she ends up talking to herself anyway, so... <laughs> the Hall of Doors is very fun. Um, I don't know if you recognize this, but uh, when she opens the multiple doors in a row, that is actually, like, directly taken from the 1933
0: Alice. Okay, I was wondering if... Cause... It's been a little while since I've read the book. We had just watched the 85 version. And yeah. it was like... I, I don't think I said it in that podcast, but it was like door inception. <laughs> just like I was opening saying... Door yeah, I, they got
2: it from the Disney version. I was saying that I thought maybe that was all it was going to be. And then it transitioned into the Hall of Doors. So
0: Yeah, so... It's one of those things where one version did it and then other versions copied the, the first time. Yeah, Like a Wizard of Oz, Ruby Slippers situation. That's
1: kind of what interest me about adaptations over time is how mm-hmm. it ends up influencing each other. Yeah. What do you guys think about the doorknob?
0: I like him. My biggest reason for liking him is that I think he makes the scenes flow a lot smoother than it would otherwise.
2: Right. It cool. since, since this is more of a colorful, fast-paced Alice, he helps to lighten the scene and explain what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, we're so used to, okay, she's just figuring this out herself, but you would think I would complain because it's not in the book, but I was okay with it too.
0: And I think that they ca- made his dialogue capture a Lewis Carroll-esque feel, especially like his wordplay, like impassable.
1: True. Yeah, I didn't think of that.
0: I also like that he basically swallows her to get her out the, out the door.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let me just eat you. <laughs> a lot faster than the dialogue with the mouse. <laughs> that too, yeah. Which they could have done, but no, it was okay that they kept it moving.
1: Do you like the dodo? I don't really like the dodo.
0: The, that's, I guess that's one of my things that I I feel like they could have done a little bit better. The caucus race wasn't really the caucus race. I mean, it was a caucus race, but like they didn't have any of the fun dialogue. It was cute. Yeah, it was just a, it was just a song.
1: In some ways, like, that- Kind of like it better. Like, I really like the idea that they're just running around and the tides come in constantly, so they're not getting any drier. I do really like that idea. It fits with the nonsense.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That probably works a lot better for kids.
0: That's true. I, for kids, I think the original caucus race would be boring and confusing, so I guess this so, is fine. Yeah. I just like the dry humor, which was missing from this version. All
1: right. Do we have anything else to say about the caucus race? It's not book
2: accurate, but it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's fun. Next,
2: and and on to more adventures.
1: Yeah, (laughs) so tweedles, I don't care for them. Me, I'm pretty good with them. They're They're, fine.
0: They're probably not my favorite tweedles, but I don't have anything against them.
1: And this is such a I will say I appreciate the movement, like they're bouncing and stuff. So they're at least fun to watch, like animation wise. Mm -hmm.
2: This is one of those massive liberties because this is totally, like, it's not even the same book. So we're like, okay, we want to put the Tweedles here instead of... Yeah. And And because of
1: that, they've been in every Alice thing ever since because Disney decided to put them in. But it works.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I figured that Alice, this Alice was probably the first one to do that because you pretty much always get Tweedledum and Tweedledee in most versions now.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were in... uh, Nineteen fifteen and nineteen thirty three as well. But those were versions that also covered looking glass separately. Yeah. They weren't stories that were merged together.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this is the first one that merged them in this way though, where it's, because even in that merged version, they come in order. Like they do the Wonderland events and then looking glass.
3: Mm-hmm. Whereas
1: this one it was it's actually like, We're gonna put them in the middle of Wonderland. Mm-hmm. I don't care too much about the actual mixing, like, them doing that. I just, I don't like the Tweedles. And, <laughs> <laughs> do
2: you not like them, period? Or just these Tweedles?
1: Um, you know, I do like some Tweedles in adaptations. It really depends on how they're being done. These ones just don't speak to me. And I feel like they kind of grind the story to a halt, in my to the movie.
0: Well, that's kind of true, because... It's almost like they have a short film in the middle of the movie because they go on to do The Walrus and the Carpenter.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's my biggest issue, actually, probably, is I really don't like Walrus and the Carpenter. If you're going to give me a tweedle thing, I probably would prefer The Battle. Because mm-hmm. I feel like and there's some humor in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you can't have both either. It's either The Battle or The Walrus and the Carpenter. I will say Disney mercifully shortens The Walrus and the Carpenter to the best bits. So it doesn't drag on too long. And they also only chose one. They didn't do both the battle and the walrus and the carpenter. So, mm-hmm. what points to them. I just don't care for their tweedles. They're cute characters to me. <laughs> they
2: they fit into that era of um, Irishmen in cartoons.
1: I didn't think of it that way.
2: You know? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think of it as a mean thing anyway. It's just, I think it's also a window into history of when maybe not so much at that point but in recent history how you would have had a wave of irish immigrants probably a lot more people with irish accents and just infusing that in whether it needed to be that way
1: or not
0: i never really even gave their accent a thought
1: yeah i never really made the connection that's interesting
2: oh i've contributed yeah <laughs> <I> <laughs>
1: I think a lot of us as audience members, especially for older films, like that stuff like goes over in a way we're so used to it we don't even think about it and it also. I, just, goes over I think our it's head. so I think it's interesting. It is interesting.
2: I like the was it the mom or the grandma who was wiser than <laughs> the <did>? mama
1: oyster. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so it happens after the fields. We get the White Rabbit's house, right? Yep. Which we basically already discussed.
0: Well I did want to talk about Bill because Bill. I am. <laughs> Bill is he is actually he makes a cameo in the Great Mouse Detective. He does. But I also have my own theory that he inspired the lizard for Rescuers Down Under. I don't know this. This is just me thinking. But the the lizard in Rescuers Down Under seems very Bill like to me.
3: Maybe.
1: Maybe. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, I didn't grow up with is Down Under, so I, and it's been a while since I've that's, seen it.
2: That's my childhood. <laughs>
1: Part of my childhood. I I had the tape, but then our VCR ate it. <laughs> oh, no. We never got a replacement because, you know, they did that in the vault thing. We also, uh, our Little Mermaid tape was also eaten. Recipes. So I didn't grow up with Little Mermaid either.
0: Tragedy
1: tragedy that's like the worst for
0: vcrs like i always hated when vcrs did that it was always like such a pain like you've got to like slowly try and pull it out so it doesn't rip
1: especially like with disney movies at the time because they were doing the in the vault thing so if if your tape got ruined you couldn't buy a new one because they weren't selling it Mm -hmm. but anyway so i don't remember the lizard rescuers down under basically
0: well he was a frilled lizard but i just feel like I mean, especially his limbs, his mannerism seemed very, I don't know, just, he was kind of like Bill. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I can't say for sure, but in my head, it's an inspiration.
1: Well, they definitely had Bill on their mind because they did Great Mouse Detective a little bit before that. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love Great Mouse Detective, by like.
0: That was creepy. <laughs> i was terrified of radigan as a child
2: forget radigan the bat (laughs) upside down in the window coming to kidnap her
1: what about in the pram
2: Uh, (laughs) oh what about oh you know what the the window bothered me more (laughs) i'd kind of forgotten about the pram no like thankfully i didn't develop a phobia of baby carriages (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that movie was to blame for me like being a imagining monster in the dark window and yeah
1: not gonna lie I'm glad I grew up with ma- great Mouse detective I would take it over little mermaid
2: <laughs> oh we still watched it I just it just scared me
1: <laughs> anyway um it's so a great mouse detective underrated movie uh and yes bill is in it as a henchman for Ratigan. It's awesome.
2: Bill's supposed to be a good guy. So is it literally Bill or just a Bill ripoff?
1: <laughs> Disney, actually, Disney is, they take, they do take characters for previous films and then put them into newer ones. But they're not really meant to be, like, canonically there. Yeah, it, it's you know, not right? like
0: the same universe like Bill moved to London to work for Radigan. It's just... They he decided that he had model. it
2: in for little girls after he got kicked out of a chimney. <laughs> like
0: well, with this <laughs> one, he gets sneezed out, which is another thing I like about this scene.
3: Hmm?
0: With this version, hey. he gets sneezed out, which is another version I like. Or another reason I like this version. She doesn't kick him out in this one.
1: I kind of like the Alice kicks him, but I don't know. I, I like my little girl characters having some nasty in them, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, check you. Um, <laughs> but th- it wouldn't work with this one because of the way the house is designed, and I... Do really really like how this house is designed? So I forget. Yeah, sneezing's fine. I like how her sure. legs like, stick out.
0: Mm-hmm. Another thing that I like about this scene more than other versions is the fact that it's not the rabbit's idea to burn his own house down. <laughs> 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 like it's the the dodo wants to burn the house down. The rabbit freaks out about it, and that seems like a more natural reaction than like oh, there's a monster in my house. I don't know how to get it out. Well, I guess we'll just burn the whole thing down.
2: So this can be like in the top five rabbit reactions along (laughs) with the radio one. Like, oh, I guess we better burn the house down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We loved that. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's not very bossy in this one. I I will say that's probably, I don't care too much for the dodo in the Disney Alice, but um, that is kind of a nice thing about having him in the scene,
3: Mm -hmm. is that he
1: escalates it and it's kind of more comedic in this way. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah. And then the way he's like, well, gotta do it myself at the end. <laughs> like, you know, totally missing the point. So, I mean, uh, it works. You're, I approve.
2: You're right, though, and I don't know how much I thought about it, like with the rabbit. it's He's more of just a harried character. Mm-hmm. He's, he's trying to do his job, and he's totally stressed out because he has a horrible boss, and he's very logical.
1: <laughs> I can't... I don't know what it is i just don't feel very much for the disney rabbit i i guess i wish he was cuter i, <laughs> I just don't want to hug him and... like the
2: 31 version <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah
1: he's so cuddly that's the worst rabbit he might like to cuddle you <laughs> yeah <laughs> he might want to tell me but i don't want to him. in um. right before he eats you <laughs> i I do like my rabbits with a little bit a little bit of spite i guess i do kind of like them with that so um i like 72 with michael crawford okay he's my favorite one adventures in wonderland 2 which i don't know if you guys have seen but the disney tv show from the 90s
0: i only have vague memories from childhood i don't remember much of the show
1: he's a very sense like sensitive character but he's all he could be really sassy when he thinks somebody's stupid so I don't know. I like my rabbits with a little bit of sass, even if that makes them, even if it makes them a bit of a jerk. I like that. But anyway, I just I wish the Disney rabbit was cuter. You just like
2: spunky characters that have some sarcasm in them or something.
1: I guess so. Yeah, because I like when Alice kicks too. So <laughs> yeah, you want I, the fighting spirit. Yeah, I, that's also my thing with Dorothy in the MGM movie. I hate that they took away her action to melt the witch in the book, she's like, I don't like you, I'm going to throw water on you. And in the movie, it's an accident because she's just trying to help out. So don't take away my fighting spirit in these characters. I I like them.
2: Yeah, and you just got done saying you wish that Tweedledum and Tweedledee had been fighting instead of reciting (laughs) (laughs) poems.
3: Oh, no. You're
2: learning about yourself. Just relax. (laughs) I'll get out my notebook. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I want I want other people to fight, and I just want to watch with popcorn. I guess,
2: <laughs> <laughs> but in a, in a whimsical, colorful way.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I also I also really love the cookie design for the Eat Me cookies. I like that they changed the cookies instead of cakes. I, mm. I don't know. I'm here for it. Like I know that's not faithful. I know that's not what Lewis Carroll was imagining. I don't care. I like the cookies.
0: Well, I also like that she eats a carrot instead of whatever rocks turn into cakes thrown into the house too.
1: I kind of like the pebbles turning into food though. I don't know. It's, it feels very strange and dreamlike to me so I do kind of like that.
0: It depends on the version but I liked that they did the carrot scene in this one. I thought it was funny when the she pulls up the rabbit and he thinks she's bitten his hand off.
1: <laughs> there is some comedy in it. And actually that, that does make me uh, think about size changes in general in this version. They're mm-hmm. very, they're much more, uh, as a an old friend used to say, they're more, they're corrected. So they, they make a lot more sense. Like when you, sh- you shrink when you yeah. drink something and you get bigger when you eat something, except in this case, the carrot made her shrink. So it's more like logical. hmm Like, and she ha- has both the mushroom pieces in the trial scene. So that makes her grow big and then small instead of just growing big randomly.
0: Mm-hmm. They, they paid a lot more attention to the size. Like some versions yeah. have her walk from one scene where she's like human size and then suddenly she's next to the caterpillar and then suddenly she's going to the dungeon's house and there's not really any super close attention paid to how big she was supposed to be.
2: Also, probably the beauty of animation is like what fits the best in this scene. Yeah. And just draw that. You don't have to.
1: Yeah. But I do kind of like the surrealness of consuming something and not knowing what's going to happen <laughs> um, or even like just randomly growing bigger. I don't know. I, I've had dreams where things just like change perspective where I'm just like, I'm suddenly, I don't know if I'd say I was ever like bigger while I was randomly dreaming a scene. I, 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 I like change perspective, change where I was in a room. Maybe I'm up higher. So I'm looking down on the scene.
2: Was this before or after watching Alice adaptations? <laughs> <laughs> like I want to live that in my dreams.
1: Maybe I I don't know I. Uh, I <laughs> How do you like feel about that, that Jenna? Bring <laughs> <laughs> it therapy session. Um, <laughs> anyway, I I, I kind of like it being unexplained, but I I see why people appreciate the attention to detail Disney has done with this. So yeah, just a just a interesting note that they keep it pretty consistently and they try to explain size changes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And instead of pebbles becoming food, she actually like sees food and takes it.
0: Well, I guess we can move on to the next scene from here because after she shrinks, she goes out and finds the talking flowers, which is another transplant from through the looking glass.
2: No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, actually, no, no
0: pun was intended. It just happened. They also incorporate the interesting insects, too, which I liked, which you don't usually get. There's hardly any versions that have, like, the rocking horse fly.
2: They had bread and butterflies, Mm -hmm. which were very cute.
0: Yes. There was also the caterpillar and a -a dog-a-pillar.
1: I think it makes more sense with the flowers than it does in the book, to be honest. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it's a it's a good melding of the scenes. Well,
2: since they're not yeah. having, well, I guess they're sort of having a conversation slash singing about. Mm-hmm. It. Well, more, maybe more singing about it than anything. Yeah,
0: it's part of the golden afternoon.
2: And so it's just all fun and whimsical and fifties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I do love talking flowers.
0: And did anyone else think that the caterpillar looked like Figaro?
2: <laughs> I that did not cross my mind if i looked at that it that didn't cross my mind either agree.
0: i thought it looked like figaro
1: I, I would probably agree with you because they they drew their cats a certain way like how uh the, the, dina, dina was very figaro like too yeah figure in the concept art Dinah was basically figaro like pretty much a transplant from pinocchio and they they changed to coloring later so mm-hmm. um yeah there's a very good likelihood that yeah he's figaro-ish they, know how, they only know how to do one cat, but they do it well. <laughs> I think it's interesting that the rose kind of turns out to be the only really nice person to Alice in this version.
2: Well, don't forget the bud. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quiet, bud.
0: I think she's pretty. <laughs>
2: yeah. Quiet, Quiet, bud. bud.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, it's like they're so rude, but at the same time, it doesn't. The scene doesn't feel dragged out or oppressive. It's just—it's a fun scene.
0: Mm-hmm. There's there's other versions where it's not very fun.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's not even that long of a scene usually, but um I actually think the Disney version—you could actually argue—it goes on longer than usual because of the song.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but, this,
2: but the but the song is engaging. It's engaging. Yeah. And like the white rose, it's so of the times and it's so pretty.
1: Yeah, it is pretty, and there there's still i also think it's a good it's a good mix of like pretty things and sight gags and like interesting things Mm -hmm. like the rocking horse fly you see the design for the flowers you got like the little dog flower that barks at her at the end you know so there's it's whimsy being what
2: it should be charming yeah
1: so there's a lot of interest in the scene and then we get conflict with it too which is also good and they're mean so it's great but not and enough <laughs> to make
2: you hate not enough to make you hate the flowers like i would go back and watch it again and enjoy it again
1: yeah i i like the flowers a plus scene i like it i think i think it's probably the best adaptation of the living garden mm-hmm. probably yeah,
0: yeah definitely
1: i like the rose personally the red rose cuz i also like how her leaves look like a crinoline skirt nice yeah i like bud yes <laughs> I I love bud but more recognition for bud i need some merch please
0: <laughs> <laughs> go to japan they probably have something
1: <laughs> surprisingly you'll be no after this yeah come on japan step up there's this obscure character you could be making merch for <laughs> I they could
2: include the mom just have bud and the mom
1: Aw, uh, that's true
2: what Anyway, yeah, now, now I may have to look up Japanese Alice merch now. Okay. Please,
1: please do. Suffer with me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what is the next scene after this? Caterpillar, caterpillar I believe.
0: It's, it's one of the things that I like about how they've merged the stories, because it makes sense for her to be that size with the flowers before mm. she goes on the caterpillar.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I think it's a very well done scene too. I will say I probably don't care too much for Caterpillar's voice actor. I thought that
2: little song with the vowels was cute. I'd forgotten about that.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the, everything about the scene is pretty good. Um, I, suspeci- I especially like the smoke um, mm-hmm. the things he does.
0: The smoke art.
1: Yeah. And the who are you with the smoke and even though they're kind of forcing the who part. But um, <laughs> I think it works really well. And I, I even love how, you know, A E I O U, and then he goes, why? Because sometimes, why? You know, like, <laughs> why are you doing that? What do you think about him turning to a butterfly?
0: I like that. I wish more versions did it, even though it's. Pro- I don't think it's book accurate, but I like it.
1: It's that. not book accurate.
0: I, th- I thought it was a cool touch.
2: Though they didn't include the Your Old Father William, did they? Or did they?
0: Oh, they gave it they a Tweedles Tweedles. as.
2: Alice's walking. Oh, boy. okay. As she was
0: leaving, they started saying that one.
2: You know, it's I actually liked him yelling at her in the end. I'm <laughs> the mushroom! Yeah. And the way they, you know, had him singing and his little oriental shoes or whatever. Like, it's
0: cute. Oh, cu- I didn't even cute. think about what the shoes were. They are kind of like... They're...
2: Middle Eastern, oriental.
1: They were gonna give him a flower, like, umbrella parasol thing to, to like, increase that vibe. Okay. Because parasols are a thing though, <laughs> associated with that.
2: What, like with smoking the hookah or what? Yeah. So that you're shaded and comfortable while you're smoking.
1: Yeah, hot country I guess, when it, where it comes from. I don't know. I don't understand why people associate things with things. Well, that is...
0: <laughs> the hookah is an Indian thing. My, I think that it was probably included in the book because of the whole Indian influence is like Great Britain was like taking over India at that point.
1: Oh yeah, there was a lot of influencing going on with the the Victorians and taking things from Indian culture.
0: So,
2: but hookah isn't just in India; it's also yeah. But
0: I think that's probably why it was in this version.
2: Okay, but why the shoes?
0: Well, that's probably at least for this version, they probably were trying to make that connection even more clear. Because I remember, but I didn't even think. I think think it, it was
2: Rick Steves in Iran. Smoking hookah with a guy at an outside cafe or something. So it's not. I feel like we need a quick Google. Just a quick okay. Google to know where hookah is prevalent and originated. It's not as tangenty as probably Saturday, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just Googled hookah, hookah and it brought me to a hookah bar in Omaha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, it's in the Old Market.
0: I didn't know the Old Market at a hookah bar.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, since we Can always take you there for your birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you got a place to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Apparently. If we needed a prop real quick for an hour.
1: <laughs> Can we just record here really quick?
2: They might be understanding, especially if we showed up in costume. <laughs> at a At a slow time of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: What you got, Jonathan?
0: It's talking mostly about India, and it says the widespread use of the Indian word hookah in the English language is a result of the colonization of British India.
2: So you're basically spot on with that. Yeah. At least
1: the word.
0: And it is in other countries too, but a lot of it is talking about India.
2: Okay. Anyways. Either way, they made him an exotic little character. They didn't just have him smoking a hookah.
0: Yeah
1: it's a good caterpillar i would rate him an a i can't really think of another caterpillar i would prefer to be honest um i feel like most caterpillar scenes are pretty dull
0: kind of yeah
1: it can well i
0: did really like the 85 version that's one of the few scenes in that that i really liked with sammy davis Davis jr
1: Jr. (laughs) (laughs) exploding
0: and turning into old father william
1: (laughs) And let's dance alice yeah your old father william the old man sit. that like yeah you know, that's sammy davis jr though we can't all be sammy davis jr what
2: is the what is the next scene because oh is it like the cheshire cat because it's interesting yeah. that they left out pig and pepper out of this and it's okay that they left out pig and pepper because it's so odd and child abuse and all that <laughs> it can be a fun scene but uh, it's fine that they left it out of disney
1: yeah, to be honest, I'm not a fan of the duchess scene. Oh, it can be fun. They were considering it. There's an extra on the DVD.
2: Like the 60s one where a dude played the duchess?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that was great.
1: I, I feel like when you go book accurate for the duchess, it really... It's hard to go through. I feel like it, re- it really slogs if you go book accurate. So I'm not a fan of the scene usually. Especially like if you have a crying baby. It's just, oh my gosh. <sighs> i'm not a purist people are always like you're a purist and i'm like i'm not i'm really not
0: well before the cheshire cat there's there is the bird and serpent scene.
2: oh yeah um, i hate the pigeon you would think would get which <laughs> you think would get left out but they did actually include it but they didn't they didn't give her a weird neck though did they didn't really they? No, do that's it that's the one right. thing
0: that it, that bothers me about it i like that they included it because hardly any version ever includes this thing it doesn't make sense but that she's
3: called the a reason serpent.
0: Yes. yes. The reason that she's called a serpent is because her neck has grown so much longer than the rest of her body that the bird just thinks she's a snake.
2: It also makes sense for the bird to be obnoxious, but on the other hand the bird was obnoxious. <laughs> so
1: Yeah, she gets on your nerves. I, I think I would have I would have actually probably forgiven the bird being obnoxious if they went all the way with the snake neck.
2: Yeah, have, maybe have her it's animation. neck
1: undulating a little bit or if something. If anything, if you're going to mm-hmm. ask me, like, what's the best way to do this scene, I would say animation. They didn't do it. Sure. Yeah. Sure, they had the opportunity. And they just, uh, I guess they kind of exaggerated her neck a little bit, but I don't know why they didn't go all the way.
0: Not enough that she was to serpent-like. To make the point.
1: That's kind of like how they handled all the um, transformations. They keep her proportions for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. There aren't very many that have her growing disproportionately.
1: Which is a like shame, I think, because I, it's animation again. They could have done a lot of things with that, but they, they didn't. hmm Maybe they thought it'd just be too much. I don't know.
2: Maybe they just wanted her to look cute for the whole thing.
1: <laughs> I get that's probably... I like the Cheshire Cat. Um, they do a lot of really cool things to him. I think Sterling Holloway is excellent. Because, you know, Sterling Holloway has that like mm-hmm. really sweet velvet voice. Was a good
2: but he thing. can also
0: be t- a tiny bit sinister if he yeah, wants to he, be. Yeah,
1: his Cheshire Cat has an edge to it.
2: I feel like I liked the Cheshire Cat less than I used to, and maybe part of that's just the way they designed the face. But Sterling Holloway has a really great voice, so I love his
0: animation too. Uh,
1: did you also know that Sterling Holloway was the Frog Footman in the 1933 Alice?
0: yes I think we figured that out when we watched that one but I don't remember I don't think we talked about it because we weren't doing Wonderland Wednesday together at that point I think I just made a short video mm. so I don't remember if I mentioned it but we figured that out and that was a really interesting thing because we're so used to him just being a voice but to have him in a live action thing you
1: can't even really hear his voice in it he's just blocked by this ugly mask head thing <laughs> So you don't even really hear that it's
2: him. He would have been pretty young. Yeah, he
1: was pretty young, but he was actually in that costume. <laughs> sure. So it's uh, it's fun that he's been in two Alice's. Uh, I think he's def he definitely enjoyed the cat more. Um, have you guys also seen um when he and Catherine did the Fred Waring show? Um, in character.
2: Yes, I think we did. Yeah. Didn't we? I
0: think. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, and she sounded, like, she sounded like she sounded
2: like she had laryngitis or yes, something. Yes, yes,
1: that's it. He's having a lot of fun in that, and she's was obligated to be there, and she's struggling probably. She's it was she still, tries she tried.
2: Yeah, I'm guessing that she had a head cold, but yet was still scheduled to do it.
1: Yeah, it was live TV, and they I they probably had something going on the next day. They weren't going to like reschedule it. So poor thing, but uh, she did pretty well. Uh, but uh, I mentioned it because Sterling Holloway does an excellent job and he doesn't even seem to care that he's in a silly costume. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Some don't.
1: Yeah, that's the mark of a true actor. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. So he's uh, he's great. I love the visual things they do with the Cheshire cat too. Yes. They just
0: the spiraling away of his stripes.
1: Yeah, they just they go all out with all the stuff they could do with him and it really works so well because it's animation.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm just thinking about like the drunk elephants or whatever. and It's like, well, yeah, you should, you can have fun with a Cheshire Cat. If... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's
1: also pink.
0: I didn't think of the pink elephants in this scene. I thought of them in the card scene later on.
2: Mm. I wasn't thinking about the pink elephants while we were watching. It's just coming to me now, but
1: I mean, it's kind of the same like visual surrealness.
0: It fits the character perfectly.
1: I think this is like a top grade Cheshire Cat. I also like that you don't really know whether to trust him or not because he sounds kind of sweet, mm-hmm. but also there is an edge there. So you shouldn't trust him.
0: And he later frames her.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and not even because he's evil. Just it's, it's purely because he thinks he it's just funny. Thinks it's fun. Yeah. So there's, uh, he's just a chaotic demon in this world mm-hmm. and it's fun.
0: He's, a, he's like Loki, just an agent of chaos. Yeah, he's just
1: like, we want to see her get really angry. now. <laughs> I <laughs> just like, No! No, I don't! Why would he do this? He's just having the time of his life. He's kind of the villain of the movie, really, when you think about it.
2: As opposed to the queen? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, the queen's just being manipulated by the Cheshire cat.
2: Oh, is that what happened?
3: (laughs) Come on, like,
1: uh, none of that would have happened if it wasn't for him. He's the real mastermind.
0: Well tell that to the three cards who got dragged away and they weren't saved in this version. True, <laughs> so true. That is the really funny thing <laughs> about
1: this. I think they would say the is, queen is a villain. Yeah. They're supposed to be pardoned, but the think... Disney version never pardons them. You never you never and
2: know. And I don't think there's any explanation because usually they'll say, "Oh, nobody ever gets executed."
0: Mhm. They didn't say that in this yeah, one. Yeah, they didn't. So, for all we know, they're dead.
2: And yet, you don't feel sorry for them. <laughs>
1: I feel like this is probably... <laughs> you just move. Yeah, you just move. Even though they have a fun song, you just... Whatever. You know, I feel like that's probably where a lot of people get the idea that the cards do die from the Queen of Hearts. Like, they think she actually mm-hmm. does execute them, because the Disney version never says they don't die.
2: Mhm. There you go, people. You heard it from us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I will I will uh, say that the Burton version is kind of clever with that because they they kind of merge the two she does execute people but it's explained away because she executed her husband who was the one who pardoned people
0: oh that's right so you kind
1: of get both yeah um, that's really dark it is <laughs> um, i remember the moat yep <laughs> yes that's, that's where they explain it um that the king was executed which i think would go over a lot of people's heads but if if you're an Alice Book nerd. No
2: pun intended. Yeah.
1: <laughs> over their heads. Like, Alice jumps over the heads in the moat, man. You know? But, um... <laughs> but yeah, so it's... Uh, but I def- it was definitely put in there for Alice nerds who were like, the Queen doesn't execute people. But anyway, going back to the Cheshire Cat, he's the real mastermind. The real villain. <laughs> but we treat him like he's not because we just like him too much. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, uh, I don't have much else to say. He's grade A, treasure Cat. I can't think of any improvements for him.
2: And then the next is the Tea Party, which we've already discussed, so I don't know if you want to discuss anything more
0: about that. We talked about most of it, we didn't touch on the Unbirthday song, which... Iconic. As far as I know, the Unbirthday song is from this movie and only this movie. I feel like I've seen it in another version, I was like, they... They ripped that off the Disney version, but
1: the concept would be from the book, I believe. Yeah, the it's from the concept is from Humpty Dumpty and Through the Looking Glass, which.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: which okay. is good because I don't think anybody really likes Humpty Dumpty. Um, <laughs> I w- I would be surprised. So they
2: took it and made it charming. Yeah,
1: and they they gave the reason for the tea party, which um, you know, some people might say that's unneeded, but I think it adds a layer of fun to it
2: like they could have gone they could have given the explanation of you know from the book but this is probably a lot more fun for kids to watch mm-hmm. instead of his him being trapped in time
1: Hatter does end up killing time still so it's I'm still in there <laughs> so I mean I do like the whole tea party being trapped in a time loop kind of thing but I I do think the birthday party works It works. I I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does.
0: I love Edwin. He's one of the best hatters.
1: He is. I'll agree on that. And the Dormouse is cute. Yeah. Jerry Colonna, as the March Hare, doesn't get enough appreciation. I think he got a little overshadowed by Edwin here, especially since they threw out the script. (laughs) Probably. Or his improv. So Mm -hmm. Jerry just was kind of stuck, like going off of him. Mm -hmm. That's probably why I would have liked to see the live action reference because I feel like they probably had a good chemistry on set.
0: Yeah. Next scene would be Told You Would. This is where the animators just kind of made up everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did kind of already touch on this, too. Yeah, but
2: wasn't that dog in the book somewhere? Am I making that up?
1: Oh, there is a giant puppy.
2: Well, no, I mean the random... Maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I just want that to be in the book subconsciously. The, sweep,
1: the sweeping <laughs> I, dog? I don't remember it. Yes. Nah, that's not Either
2: the way, the, the creatures here can be really fun like the mom and the babies and you love
1: the hammer birds
0: yes the hammer birds are adorable and i want one <laughs>
1: <laughs> the more those are cute
0: they look like something out of the muppets
1: uh by the way the mirror bird you can buy that in japan
0: <laughs> of course of course.
1: nice yeah get yourself a vanity mirror bird
0: nice
1: um so i don't it, know how
2: i feel about that but that's kind of cool It
1: is cool <laughs> so uh there, there's a lot of like good character design in this scene, yes, there's a lot of cuteness. I probably would have i like I, li- I like this part of the scene, like the characters I just don't care for the song, like that part. I'm like eh.
2: so you can enjoy the cuteness, but you'd rather leave the song,
1: yeah, pretty much, also she makes them cry into nothing, so <laughs> well, she kills them with sadness.
2: I don't know how real they were to begin with so <laughs>
1: <just> <laughs> the crescent moon turning to Cheshire Cat smile is pretty cool though
2: also I like how they did the door because
1: you
3: know mm-hmm.
2: how there is normally a door in the wood but the fact that they had him pull a lever yeah and it opens downward
1: yeah instead of like a I door, like, door
2: I liked that touch yeah, yeah.
1: I'm going to go on a mini-tangent rant about Jim Cummings' modern impersonation of Sterling Holloway's characters, because he does, he does, like, Caught for Jungle Book, he does Cheshire Cat, and he Mm -hmm. does Winnie the Pooh, but he does them all the same, like, it's literally just a Sterling Holloway impression, and I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. Sterling, like, did different things for these characters. When he does the Cheshire Cat for modern things, it just sounds like Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) Whereas Ster-
0: I don't think I've heard Jim Cummings do the Cheshire Cat. What did he do the Cheshire Cat? In? Um
1: he does like he fills in for if they want it. Uh like for instance, he did the um odd song extra. He's done a couple commercials, I think. Basically whenever they mm-hmm. just want a character voice, they have like standbys to come in. Mm-hmm. How old is he? How old is Jim Cummings? I don't know. Okay.
0: I would guess 60s.
1: Probably. Okay. He mostly does Winnie the Pooh, though. That's what they mostly have him do.
0: He did, he does a lot. He does like, a lot. He's really prolific. Yeah. Like he he does a bunch for Star Wars now too. Oh yeah. He actually does one of my favorite modern Star Wars characters, Hondo the pirate. He's hilarious.
1: If you like Star Wars and you think uh, he's fun, he did a table read with uh, of Star Wars the Star Wars script with Winnie the Pooh as Darth Vader.
0: I think I've I think I saw like a clip i didn't i don't think i've seen a whole thing but i think i've seen a clip where somebody like animated something
1: <laughs> right. uh, it's from a convention it's yeah. a panel I highly recommend he, he, he ad-libs with pooh's lines in it so like if, someone comes if there ever was
2: yeah. if there ever was a rabbit trail this is it yeah <laughs> so, like... all of a
1: sudden we have winnie the
2: pooh Darth vader from the <laughs> 1950s
1: Alex. Yeah, so if you get like a he gets like bad news or something, and he just oh bother. <laughs> 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 that sounds adorable. Yeah, um, so I recommend that. But I'm just pointing out that he kind of he misses that the Cheshire Cat has an edge to it. Um, so we're on to the painting the roses red, which is a great song. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's um,
0: one of the iconic songs of the movie.
1: Uh, it's a lot of fun and uh you ever notice that they splatter paint everywhere but it it never like she never has a bloody pettiford i
0: I thought that as i was watching it the other night i was like they're splashing so much paint and none of it's sticking around it's all disappearing it's
1: the beauty of animation (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of
2: like the explosion that doesn't kill anybody
1: (laughs) everybody gets on american McGee's alice for having blood on her apron she was just painting the roses guys that's all (laughs)
2: Uh, once you transition into the cards and just the lighting is interesting and it's just so colorful that I think it's a kind of unique to Disney. Just the, the high contrast in color along with the, mm-hmm. the dark color,
1: but with the bright colors and the formation. I think that's why
0: it reminded me of the pink elephant scene.
1: Oh, I should mention Mary Blair. Yes. We have to talk about Mary Blair. Yeah. It, and I, I feel like she does, even though she is a very popular artist, I think she needs to be recognized even more. Because, like, when you think about it, Disney Studios was a very masculine power, like, it was mostly males. Only males mm-hmm. could be animators. But mm-hmm. all their style was dictated by a woman. And that's pretty cool for the time, I think.
2: Yeah. Did you
1: ever see our episode
2: or episodes talking about the South American... Yes, and yeah and mary blair i i keep every once in a while i think about the art that she did in one of those where it was i think it was kind of a jungle i feel like there was a train train, a train yeah flowers and just that dark background and it's so cool i would i would love to see that again
1: i think that was concept art for one of the three caballeros films
0: I want to say that that one was in Saludos Amigos. I think I that think was the Brazil so. sequence.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, th- um, her Alice concept art—it's it's a lot of really dark backgrounds and then pops of color. Mm-hmm. So that's, Which, that's definitely what's going I on. I mean,
2: here. it helps to make this film unique, and it also helps to make it fun. Mm-hmm.
1: It like does. Like with
2: yeah. the with the flamingos and the hedgehogs, I just—I love how colorful they are. And that they made them different colors. <laughs> it's a,
1: it's very distinct. It's a distinct style too. Like if anybody, mm-hmm. and there have been animated Alice's after this, not to the scale, but if anybody did make a really another full like real like animated movie, the style wouldn't be like Disney's just because of how the art is. And mm-hmm. I really love Mary Blair's touch on this.
2: And I really like how much they did with the cards because they didn't just have them show up; they had them, you know
1: shuffles and yeah and they were actual cards all the different formations that they did with them they use animation to their benefit with the cards
2: right mm-hmm. and it's fun
1: yeah i would say this uh these are probably the best cards well besides uh the Spankmeyer stop motion where it's actually cards those are cool too <laughs> yeah. um but i would say these are some of the top cards definitely so, good flamingos though i also do like the 1999 flamingos but because it's animation, like, they're able to actually do stuff with the flamingos. And you got, you got the one who's, like, making the fool out of Alice, which is great.
0: <laughs> I love her facial expressions in that yeah.
1: scene. You know, we were talking about her being not having enough fun. But in this one, I do kind of enjoy her spunk in that one because she's just, like, done with this flamingo. Mm. She's yes. just like, I'm going to choke you. I'm going to kill you when, you're, <laughs> when they're not looking. you know. <laughs> uh, and the hedgehogs are cute, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like the croquet itself is, like, really fun because it's animation. So you have all these things going mm-hmm. on with the cards. Shout out to the king. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who really wanted to be recognized. And the king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's pretty cute on this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, he does take a big back seat to the queen. But I, I kind of like it, to be honest.
2: It, he's he's actually pretty fun because the fact that they decided to make him so little with that little <laughs> meek voice, because he usually is kind of a slow or meek character mm-hmm. mm. and the way they emphasize that with his whole design and voice and everything.
0: I he, also like how he's almost like a her little pet. Yeah. She like, pets his head at one Yeah, point. pats
1: him on the head. Right. Like, <laughs> Good little king. It also, you know, it's their, the relationship is interesting because, um, you think that maybe she just married him and ignores him, but she does listen to him when he asks for a trial. hmm
2: They genuinely seem to like each other.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Oddly enough.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's opposites about, attract. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a cute relationship. The Queen is wonderful. I oh, did you know this is the same voice actress were the fairy godmother in Cinderella?
0: Yes. Verna Felton.
1: Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yes. She sounded so nice and then she sounds like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> you know, it's great to have that kind of range.
0: One of my favorite pieces of trivia about her, I've probably said this in other podcast, but I love that her first role for Disney was one of the elephants in Dumbo. Mm. And her last role for Disney was one of the elephants in a jungle book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she liked elephants. What can we say, man? That is, <laughs> Queen is kind of a huge character, too.
0: In more ways than one.
1: Yeah, uh, so I, I really enjoy how she's like larger than life. She's a villain, but she's not like full on a villain either. If you know what I mean, like she's not like she doesn't yeah. have like villainous schemes.
0: Yeah, she just wants her own way.
1: Yeah, she's just like an overgrown head. Yeah, an overgrown brat. You know. So, yeah. <laughs> and very easily manipulated into getting angrier, which I I could see why the cat likes to make her angry because he can run away. <laughs> and it probably is very funny to watch anyway so i really like her and i i like the chemistry between her and katherine as well in a way because mm-hmm. they do kind of have a chemistry when she when she is even tempered and then suddenly it's alice doesn't know where she stands she's a, a volcano <laughs> so i i like it um maybe it's over the top to some people
0: i mean the queen has to be over the top like, that's the whole point of her character. You've got to be well, on she's the top not, the queen.
1: She's not as over-the-top in the book, which is fair. But, I mean, it's fun. So, let's do it, you know?
2: <laughs> I don't know how much I thought about it, but it's okay that they left out the Mock Turtle and the Griffin and everything out of this. Not that they couldn't have made a whole song and dance out of that and made it very comfortable, but... I, mean, I very, think they made were, it were very planning com- on colorful, using
0: them at some point. Because there's, I've seen art of them, and the Mock Turtle is adorable like it would have been the best mock turtle design from any version
1: and yet here we are they actually used him in a jello Disney did commercials with Alice and they used him in a jello commercial for Alice so okay I know what it's flavor? random um I don't know if there is a flavor turtle flavor <laughs> they just, they just talk turtle about jello flavor.
2: Like that would be fitting for the fifties if they had mock turtle flavored Jello <laughs> for the home cook. I don't think they did. We could make it a thing.
1: But anyway, I, uh, I'm not too bothered by them skipping the mock turtle and the griffin. I think I feel like it's a very hit and miss duo.
0: Yeah, it depends on. It depends the on how it's done. Yeah. Some versions are not good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they could really drag on. So I kind of I respect what Disney's doing here, where they're like you know, actually, uh, let's just go to the trial scene. I think it's better story-wise, um, especially because, and I like this change. A lot of people would probably be like, what the heck, Jenna? But I like that Alice (laughs) is on trial. I feel Uh like it involves her more in the story instead of just being a witness. So I really like it actually. Mm -hmm. There's more on the line.
0: Like I'm, I'm all for book accurate versions, but I like, I like a lot of the changes they did, and I liked it, this change too. It worked, yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I feel like there's a, there's a very really good reason why other versions ended up copying Disney's idea with this. It's, it's a good, it's a good story idea for a movie. If she's on trial, mm-hmm. so since she's on trial, it makes sense to skip the Mock Turtle and the griffin. Mm-hmm. That's actually part of why I, I think that's why David Hall ended up moving them earlier in his story treatment. Because he was the one who came up with, in his story treatment, she was on trial and she was going to be beheaded in the guillotine. So it made sense Which to move version? them. That's the 1939 it version. Didn't get made. That Yeah, that didn't get made. Uh, it's grotesque. Walt didn't like it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So she meets them on the beach when she washes up instead. So anyway, I think it was fine to skip them.
2: Yeah, no, it's fine.
1: Yeah. And that I think the trial's a lot of fun. It's good. I think it's well-paced.
0: The March Hare gets a little bit more to do.
1: Yeah, he does. Uh, Edwin did not really get to throw out the script in this part, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> because it did have to be more scripted. Mm-hmm. But it's still suitably crazy. I like that they bring the Matt Tea Party participants as witnesses, because they
3: mm-hmm. weren't—they
1: definitely weren't there. And I like that she whispers for the door mouse and then yells immediately afterwards.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, I like that too.
1: Well, I like how she's like, what's your evidence? And it goes twinkle twinkle. It's very important, write that down, you know? <laughs> yes, it's accurate to the book again, but I feel like they took a lot of the great parts from the book and, well, mixed them together pretty well.
2: I don't, for the most part, I'd say I don't care about the liberties that they took.
1: I really don't, a lot of, a lot of people do. <laughs> they made it work. Mm-hmm. I think it works. I, I think it's, all right, th- this is my first opinion. I think it has the spirit of the books so yes
0: that that's what i've said all along it's it may not be book accurate but it really captures the spirit of the books
2: there's also a lot to be said for keeping a story moving
0: yes
1: yes like i i like to think sometimes while i'm watching adaptations how would lewis carroll like think of this and while i do think he would he'd probably think it was obnoxiously american um (laughs) (laughs) he, he would probably think that but uh i think he would appreciate some of the changes from a story viewpoint Mm-hmm. But you know, maybe I just think he would like what I like and I, I like this one. So
2: When did he die? Lewis Carroll,
1: 1898.
2: So he would have been amazed. He might have been <laughs> annoyed, but he would have also been amazed.
1: Yeah. It's it, he like just barely missed the first movie. So it's a shame. Mm. It would have been neat if he could have seen the 190 if he lived long enough to see the 1903 version of Alice. Mm. Mm-hmm. He would have lost his mind. <laughs> If he would live during the film's days, he'd be all over film. Because he loves photography and stories, so that's like both in one. Right. But anyway, I'm rambling. Um, So I think he would have been okay with these changes. I think it's in the spirit of the books. I think it's way more important to engage the audience rather than just making book fans happy. And I'm sorry if book fans hate me.
2: I do love the book. You're not listening to them anymore, Jenna. Walk (laughs) away. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to enjoy Alice how you want to enjoy Alice. And if they want to join you, well, maybe they can. (laughs)
1: Yeah, true. I I guess because of that, I'm also more appreciative of, like, how other people enjoy enjoy Alice. And there are some people who don't like this version. And they're valid, too. It's not perfect. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. They're wrong. But they're valid. (laughs) Like,
2: it's okay to have some... I like I don't think it's a perfect version either but it's one of the best versions that you're gonna find. Yeah. I
1: will like a lot of people will say it it lost its pretty, you know the English flavor of the original story Fair yeah. enough
2: okay. Here's the thing. After just watching the 85 version, that felt so American, even though they had (laughs) more than one British person on it. And I don't get that same feeling of, wow, this is so American watching this one. It probably helps that Alice has an accent, but no, I I don't have that same feeling that I did with the 85 one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. I guess that's, yeah, that's not my complaint. So...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, th- I think the original reviews were too harsh on this movie. And I- Oh, wait, are we? Uh, do we still want to say anything about the trial scene?
2: Uh, well, I guess we could wrap it up with... It It doesn't end with her having the cards fly up at her.
1: It She's being chased. I do like the card chase.
0: Yeah, they kind of do like a flashback through all the different scenes. Like, she's racing through the hedge maze, the caucus race, pool of tears, which is... I think it's tea in the end part.
1: I like the joining in the cup of tea. I like that part.
2: One of the things that I appreciate about this scene is that it really does play into what a dream is like if you're being chased how she's struggling to get away Mm
3: -hmm. trying
2: to get back to herself and doesn't it does it slow down a little bit for her
0: i think so the way like when she's trying to get to the door i think
2: like if you were genuinely struggling in a dream so it's creative and kind of nice how they thought that through and included that it wouldn't be Mm -hmm. fun to live it but (laughs) yeah kudos to them
1: and I think it makes a better visual climax with just the cards flying up at her, to be honest.
2: And I appreciate the fact that they are pointing to this being a dream because that hasn't always happened in adaptations. And mm-hmm. I think it's good to look at this story as a dream. Mm. But yeah.
1: And I, I, I do think the rest of the movie hasn't like pointed at it being a dream as much. And which, in a way, is kind of a dream self in in itself, right? Like, when you're dreaming, you don't think about how you're having a dream. It's only when things Mm -hmm. get, like, really messed up. You're like, wait, I'm dreaming. (laughs) Which is essentially what's happening here.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So, yeah. Applause to them for that.
1: It's a good climax, I think. Um, And I like it. It's a good adaptation. Sure. I give it an A-. minus. Okay. <laughs> I I still have I still have adaptations of Alice I like more than this one. Yeah. Like I like 72 I like the Royal Ballet. So it's not like my favorite favorite one, but I think it's it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way. I have I have ones that I like more than this one, but this one is definitely way up there.
1: And it it is a special place in my heart it started it for me. So it's um if it wasn't for this one, I don't know if I I don't know if I would have tried Alice
0: does anyone have any final thoughts on Alice as a whole?
1: Alice as a whole?
0: Does anyone have any final thoughts on this version of Alice?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like Alice as a whole, that's a big topic. Um,
2: uh, this version was more fun than I remembered.
1: That is, another, that is something I want to say. Uh, I really enjoyed watching this. Um, mm-hmm. If you get tired of this version, take a break. Come back to it with new eyes. <laughs> Um, and I think yeah, yeah, I we think can recommend a more. few
2: for them to to watch so that they can really come back with fresh eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
0: have, I think that really helped us yeah. having just watched the eighty five version and having to slog through that, and then okay. coming to this one is just a breath of fresh air.
1: I think I do think people are too used to this version, so they don't realize how mm-hmm. good it is. Yeah, so, sure. uh, Go sure. watch some, some of the crappy versions. Come back, be like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this wow, is good. This, they really put them th- themselves into this. Yes. Yeah.
1: And even though the animators were basically didn't have a leader, Walt was checked out, they did a good job, I think. And it's influ- it's influenced on later Alice adaptations. I think it's had a good influence, uh, mm-hmm. personally. So and i on
2: Alice lovers.
1: Yeah, I again purists will be like, man, no, you didn't <laughs>
0: But the fun Alice lovers the fact, like this one. The
2: fact that it can introduce it to more generations instead of just dying back in the 1800s or mm-hmm. the 1930s or whenever, pick a time period, the fact that it has continued on, probably a lot of that has to do with the Disney. Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, how many books wouldn't have been sold if kids hadn't seen mm-hmm. this version? Definitely. how many people would know about it or care about it if it wasn't for disney i can't answer the question but i wouldn't be surprised if he's had way more influence than we even realize. so
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i like i do believe eventually someone would have continued making an alice until there was like a big one but the way the world is right now this is the way most people are introduced to the story let's be glad that it's a fun way to be introduced to the story you know
3: Mm-hmm. instead of being
1: bogged down and trying to be faithful to a text source which is different you know from yeah watching it it's reading is different than watching
2: yeah and the and obviously the book is is good but it's if good. you're a child if you're a child in this day and age you're not going to know your old father william and all that stuff it's it's going it, to be it, very it, confusing
1: well that and while you're reading the book you take breaks sure yeah movie you're supposed to watch in one go maybe take a break in the middle
2: to give you a basic introduction to the creativity the wackiness and different characters so that you actually have that interest so
1: yeah i think they did a good job in uh making it engaging and it continues to engage people it continues to be timeless
0: definitely
2: well, thank you for all of your expertise. I figured I've been doing this long enough that I would, I needed to be in on the Disney one. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, you have brought a huge amount of information. You know, it's like well, thank like, you
1: for listening. I love talking about production history the most.
0: Yeah, it's super interesting.
1: I'm
2: I maybe now have to go home and Google the Japanese merch and please revisit revisit Mary Blair because oh, never know yeah. Mary fan. Blair.
1: You can never have enough of Mary Blair in your life. The Mary Blair merch. Mm, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh. Spend all your money. The 70th line was very inspired by the Mary Blair concept art.
2: Where do I find Mary Blair merch? Or do I just Google
1: Mary Blair? Oh, you, you can just Google Mary Blair, I think.
2: Okay.
0: Well, I guess that probably is a good place to end for this one.
1: Yes. Let do you want to let
0: people know where they can find you if they want more from you?
1: You can find me on my YouTube channel, Phantom Wise, even though I never update it. And um, probably just find me around YouTube. I'm, I'm randomly on a bunch of videos, and I, I do search Alice things.
2: You had a blog, right?
1: I had a blog. I don't update it anymore, but it's uh, still but hy- if hy- people hy- wanted hy- to. Hyphen me hyphen phantomwise.tumblr.com.
0: Okay. Do you have anything to promote, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I suppose what I did just two days ago is um, I'm a watercolor and pen and ink artist, and you can find my art on Redbubble and on Society6 under the name of Turnip Wilson.
0: Okay, well, I guess that's going to be all for this episode. Until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Disney Movie Marathon. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe and follow my co-hosts as well. My link tree and all of our links will be in the description below. If you want more of my content, all my podcasts are available on YouTube as well as most podcast platforms. If you enjoyed this show, check out one of the other podcasts or check out my Patreon for bonus and extended episodes you won't find anywhere else. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.